Let's go, baby. Another fun edition of the Football Card Quest show. His name is Andy. My name is Carter. We not only have Prism out, Andy, we have got your favorite product, or at least your favorite autograph product, Contenders Rookie Ticket Auto. So what we want you to do, whether if you're watching this live or whether if you're watching this down the road, Comment down below, or if you're listening to this on any podcast platform, which do you prefer, the rookie ticket auto, or do you prefer a numbered prism auto? Obviously, Andy, it depends on the variation, but I think I know what you are going to say, baby. <laughs> well, you know, it's, yeah, the, I like the rookie ticket auto because it does have that, uh, that kind of appeal, the quality, the deep ticket theme that's so nostalgic and goes all the way back to Peyton Manning's rookie year and everything. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like big on the aesthetics of cards. I've become even more of a, like, you know, an art um, connoisseur, like a connoisseur of the, the art around the cards. And I'm looking at like comparing the, 2022 prism auto design with that of the 2022 rookie ticket auto design and i actually think that the the prism auto looks better this year Ooh. Uh, i i think that the prism auto looks better this year although i'm still going to be an investor in the rookie ticket autos because uh, they do have some really nice qualities like the ones i just mentioned and they do feature a lot of on-card autographs and it's a super deep checklist carter so you're getting like your Jalen Warrens and like these super deep, uh, undra like late round draft guys and undrafted guys getting printed in the rookie ticket autos. The Chiga Quanquos, you know, the guys like that yes. you want to invest in. So I will say this. I think the Brock Purdy effect uh, happened to this product that the cool thing about the NFL is you have all these prospects from different rounds that turn in. Uh, to to being somebody, and I freaking love that. Andy, I'm always going to be a rookie ticket auto guy over a prism auto guy because of the oftentimes on-card aspect. Now, some of these are sticker autos, as with that Romeo Dobbs and, and Jalen uh, Warren there. But I do agree with you, Andy, uh, that the prism autos for 2022 have grown on me. And... 2022 prism and prism designs will only just do this to me they've kind of grown on me it could just be it could just be you because you love it and you're <laughs> one of my best friends so uh yeah i i i'm loving uh the the autos on 2022 prism so if you are watching this live type r for rookie ticket auto type p for prism let us know which one you prefer now andy as far as the rookie ticket auto pricing up to this point, uh, what are your initial takeaways uh, looking at the first week or so of these uh, these prices? Well, it had that initial, you know, new product uh, price spike to it. Definitely. One hundred percent. But then, like, as more and more of this product has come out, it, it definitely has uh, leveled out a little bit. Uh, yeah. The quarterbacks are still driving it, still driving them. And you're seeing the highest prices on Kenny Pickett uh, and Brock Purdy, followed by. Got like Sam Howell's picked up a lot of steam lately, so he's getting a lot of sold volume. And like his rookie ticket autos will sell for you know around three hundred dollars, uh, compared to the Kenny Pickett that's going to sell for closer to a thousand dollars. So 
you know they they're they're definitely selling there's like some new variations that you can see yeah. like this uh showcase that's got the little rookie card shield um hologram all over it and yeah i mean they've they've kind of you know they've kept the, i just don't feel like they've innovated a ton i get it it's hard to really innovate the design they 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 have significantly changed the prism design though year over year especially from 2021 to 2022 whereas i feel like the rookie ticket auto design i don't know it's just kind of it wasn't i guess it wasn't just it's it's not as eye popping to me right um, but yeah it's 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 still selling man and and believe it or not there are a lot more uh sticker autos this year as you can see i i'm curious if the optic contenders uh, set is going to have more on-card autos, uh, but there's also, you know, there's more horizontal variations, there's more short print variations, and so that that leaves, you know, more cards for players to sign. So it's like there's yeah. inherently going to be more sticker autos because they just can't sign a bajillion cards, you know? Right, and I think part of it is, you know, you mentioned the 1998 rookie ticket autos and just all the way up to, you know, the Russell Wilson rookie ticket auto of 2013 um, or 2012, excuse me. The auto would be on like the design of the card itself. I think, you know, with contenders, they just always want to make sure they have that blank white space at the bottom. uh, So the players have somewhere to sign or the, the autograph is very legible on older designs that just wasn't uh the case but i do agree it is a very simplistic rookie ticket auto uh design so let us know what you guys think um i'm always going to be an rta guy partially once again andy because of you but overall andy we now have another week of prism data out there and obviously what's taken the headlines are these big prices out there bailey zappies black one of one going for 8k which i'm very skeptical about but your overall thoughts andy on on prism not only just the singles market but just the overall feeling towards wax yeah the overall feelings towards wax as you can see like a lot of it's uh hyper focused on super ultra modern so uh, not to get off on a tangent but looking at blowoutcards.com and their best sellers which is apparently updated hourly you have the still the Bowman Chrome U uh, hobby boxes as their number one best-selling football card product, and shortly behind that is 2022 Contenders, 2022 Phoenix hobby box. The Prism has actually fallen down down here. It's still on the second row, but still, I mean, behind the Contenders and Phoenix, um, and it's it's definitely made its circulation out there. It's it's doing pretty good, as you can see. Like obviously, these 2012. Uh, prism inserts are very popular man they're they're very popular they're selling very well so um i'm constantly looking at trying to shop those like a veteran mahomes gold nine out of ten you know selling for over four thousand dollars so you know this is just a, a an example of some of the some of the the inserts that they've added this year to the prism that has really made it a desirable product plus you know, from a lot of guys I talk to, they do like the design better. Like they agree with me, whether they're uh, trying to side with me, but I think they're giving me their honest opinion, and yeah. I think they, they'd like the 2022 Prism design better. My favorite thing of this rookie class is what you're showing on the screen right now: the 2012 Prism retro design. 
And as you can see, that Lamar Jackson mojo going for 190.50. Andy, people love it. Like, and I think part of it also is uh, the 2012 design was the first prism design. I'm definitely going to get my hands on something like that Jamar Chase or that Patrick Mahomes gold numbered out of 10 that you showed just a minute ago. I freaking love it that out of anything that I've seen in 2012 or 2022, it's the 2012 design. So loving it. Now uh, let's get to a few of these uh, comments before we get into our next topic. Shout out to Derek O'Neill says he got himself a Chris Alave ticket auto. I like that Derek Chris Alave, which is kind of crazy considering uh, he won't even be the best Ohio State receiver in his own draft class. Uh, with the, I, I think Garrett Wilson's about to go to the moon. I really do. I like him a lot. Uh, James Wainwright says numbered prism for sure. I think one thing, Andy, that I have seen just in all of cards, and it's something that you predicted when we actually first started, you know, doing uh, these shows together, is numbered cards just are the rave right now. It It's just a little extra element to a card that makes it that much cooler. And the one thing about rookie ticket autos is just the base rookie ticket auto isn't numbered. And there's a bunch of numbered prism out there and, and it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. A bunch of, a bunch of numbered prism. There's, there's a big appeal. Like imagine if you had a gold card that wasn't serial numbered out of 10, I think the price, the price difference on that would, you know, it, it would drop significantly. I obviously wouldn't go down, especially if, you know, it was still known around the hobby to be a rare card. Like it was still known to be quote unquote, a case hit, you know, and, and the print run was 150 or less, just, you know, just based on the amount of cases that they manufactured, uh, which is typically a dozen hobby boxes. So, you know, these things have to be known and accepted by the hobby or else the values are, the, are going to be suppressed. And the serial number gives that full transparency on how many of these cards were printed. And you don't need to guess. You don't need to have a consensus in the hobby of around the scarcity of a certain thing. You know, it's just, it's known. It's a known quantity. And, and therefore, the supply is known. And the price can spike quite easily on those cards uh, as a result. Let's go to Jason Van Castle, who really does a good job promoting us on Facebook and growing uh, the QuestCast brand. Can't wait to meet Jason. Um, serial numbered color match prism is pri high priority for me. It sells very easily. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, part of it, Andy, why I like color match uh, prism is if you're explaining to someone in the hobby uh you know a color match premium it makes sense right it's the aesthetic of the variation of the card matching the color of the uniform right so somebody's hopping in the hobby uh they can get very excited about a justin jefferson gold number to 10 because his jersey is going to match really nicely with the uniform it's part of the reason why uh you you showed that kenny pickett gold number to 10 I think that added to it that black and gold matched the gold of the card. Now, once again, that's gold number to 10, gold number to 10 for everybody sells really well. But Andy, color match, people like it. 
Yeah, 100%, man, because it goes back to, you know, appreciating the cards like our artwork and being part of the collection. You know, many people, uh, first and foremost, buy for their collection. So they want it, they want it to match, man. You're a fan of the, um, let's just take like the Atlanta Falcons, for example, and you've got like a green parallel, you know, for Desmond Ritter or Kyle Pitts or something. It just, that just doesn't go well at all. Like green and red and black, there's just no matching there at all now the one the one universal matching parallel or color match is the silver finish that that rainbow sheen on the front of the card that makes it gloss and shimmer at all angles now that kind of goes well with everything man that silver prism it does and one thing really quickly okay and i know this is going to sound like us pumping up this product i don't own a lot of this but i will say just showed a minute ago the bowman chrome product okay people love it i and and just on my normal youtube channel which isn't a sports card youtube channel i showed them the lsu license it it did generate a little bit more interest to the point where um some people who know these players are like okay i gotta get one of these uh that, that watched uh, the channel so the license on there does actually bring up, you know, an interesting thing about the Topps Bowman, you know, refractors. And Andy, I know uh, just knowing you for the last couple of years, you have really latched on to Bowman Chrome, right? Um, and it goes to this question that Jeremy D brings up. What are your thoughts on these unlicensed cards like Wildcard and Leaf? I like Leaf. I'm not a fan of Wildcard at all. Uh, Andy, your thoughts? Yeah, because Leaf makes it a really nice chrome finish. Like if you look at the Leaf Metal Draft uh, or some of the other Leaf products, they have like a high hit rate of autographs. If you buy them from the distributor in the hobby in the hobby form, they're thick chrome finishes. They have like a you know like a thick card. It's like holding a prism, you know, or a nice optic in your hand. This is a good quality card. It may not be licensed, but Leaf has a good reputation. There's a lot of people in the hobby that back them. They are outspoken. They're at the shows. They're on Twitter. You know, they're uh, they they've been around for a long time. You know, whereas as Wild Card, it's, it's it's way more niche. And the cards that a lot of the cards that come out of Wild Card and Onyx and stuff like that are just a um paper cardstock you know it's just yeah. a, a cardboard cardstock so it's like yeah you don't have the quality and then at the same time you're not licensed so you don't have the brands and the logos on there uh but in some of those they do have some pretty rare autographs so that's really what you're targeting and you want to be targeting those autographs of the college guys like on the low you want to reverse engineer and try and get those for like 20 or 30 bucks or something and, and we're talking like a card that's probably numbered out of 49 or less or something like that, because they just don't have the upward potential that, uh, that the leaf ones, the nice leaf ones have, or especially the new Bowman Chrome U ones have that are licensed that do have a lot of the first logos on there, you know, uh, that's uh, synonymous with baseball, which is really hot right now. If you look at like blowout, a lot of the baseball, baseball just started, you know, so it's hot. Um, so I think there's a little bit of carryover there as well because you know baseball cards go back forever. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of my thoughts uh, overall on a Carter. I, I'd be very selective, and if it's outside of of Leaf, 
Um, even even if, if it is Leaf, I'm still trying to target very rare stuff um, at a good deal. You know, yeah. Like I I I, I got to say this, man. I'm a college uniform card guy. You know this, Andy. Um, I'm I'm always you know going to invest in the pro uniform stuff, right? Um, but like for instance, like this Mason Smith, he's a defensive tackle for LSU. This purple color match number to 399. I got this 250 shipped out the door. Um, I love that. I, I'm just loving the the Bowman Chrome stuff because there's just it, it, it's a really good product. And I bring that up because Andy, you know, just speaking to my sports card buddies that work at hobby shops, work in the industry, do media stuff. They're making a lot of noise out of that Anthony Richardson uh, gold vinyl one of one going for 7K, right? I I don't know what it is. I just feel different about college uniform cards going forward. So I just wanted to, you know, put that out in the atmosphere. Pro uniform cards are always going to be bigger than college uniform cards. But, you know, the disparity on, on some of the rare stuff is just crazy uh, to, to me. Um, yeah. And, now go and last year we're doing live price analysis during the draft. There's a lot of stuff that's going to spike during the draft. And guys like Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levy's, all these guys, these first rounders, uh, quarterbacks, they're going to spike during the draft. Their premium product, the people that the, the product that people are going to go to first is that Bowman Chrome University product, the autographs, the ones with the first logos that are serial numbered, have that short print. Uh, finish and stuff like that and then of course you're going to see the leaf and and the wild card stuff sell as well based on how rare it is it just doesn't have the same potential upward potential and if it doesn't sell during the, the draft because there's too much bowman chrome used stuff available uh for whatever you could be left holding that you know for a long time maybe forever unless you take yeah. a significant loss so it's like one of those things where right. you know you really got to be getting a super cheap deal on it yeah and uh i want to say what's up to my guy chad diaries always killing it in here joel steeler 96 is at every one of our live streams i really appreciate that um let's go to chris ingberg i think he's relatively new andy uh chris ingberg here uh, where are you guys buying low at? I keep paying retail. Uh, I think when we say buy low, we are more so talking about buying singles on the low, targeting auctions that end in the afternoon or cards that we think are underpriced. I think that's what Chris is getting at here, Andy, as far as where are you guys buying low at? Yeah, it's got to be. And if it if it's um, sealed boxes, then I absolutely recommend like blowoutcards.com or Steel City Collectibles. You know, they both have like their rewards programs. They both have sales that they put on. You you feel comfortable getting a sealed box from them. You, you have a high level of confidence that it's not going to be tampered with, that you have a decent right. shot of hitting something. And um, those are going to be your best sources. And then and then it's like and then it's eBay. But typically when we say buy low, yeah, we're targeting singles specifically. Um, you know, like you, you could look at this comment here from Joel. And I get it. People right now are targeting uh, Justin Herbert because of the price disparity between Herbert and Burrow. Now, I think that that might be warranted at this point until they kind of revamp that uh, that L.A. offense. And I do think Joe Burrow 
is better in a lot of ways than Justin Herbert. And that's going to be a probably a topic debated to the end of time. But look at the price disparity between the silver prism or veteran retro. This is the 2022 prism 2012 retro insert we we're just talking about between Herbert and prism. So if you reverse engineer that, even looking at this one, Chris, you could get this one for 550. Here's a guy who sold the same card four days later for 1075. So then you say, oh, okay, well, if I could pick these up from 550, it doesn't matter who I'm picking them up from. If I could pick up a bunch of these, then I can turn around and make easy flips. And that's and then you're buying low and you can look and say, well, the borough's selling for 2150. You can understand if Herbert gets his you know gets his career back in on the trajectory of of where joe burrow's at right now then there is upward potential for those cards to get to twenty dollars yeah, and it was um uh, like like you like you mentioned andy our, our guy joel um you know doing the price difference between herbert and burrow that's why i did a few years ago when herbert was way ahead of burrow on everything and i was like okay at some point you know i've always been a burrow over herbert guy um you know, I keep going back to this about Justin Herbert, right? Being in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid sucks. And now you bring in Sean Payton, who is also going to be a Hall of Fame coach. Ugh, it, it's it's tough. It's really, really, really tough uh, being a quarterback in the AFC right now because uh, you still have Josh Allen, you still have Trevor Lawrence, you still have all of these guys. So I understand Herbert's stuff has just been so, so, so high you know, dating back uh, to last year. But I totally agree with you, Andy. If you can get any silver Justin Herbert, pretty much anything for roughly five bucks, that's pretty daggum good. I mean, there's just no other way around yeah. it because the, the talent obviously is there with, with, with JH10. Yeah, and the card's super popular. And, and you know, and then they have the serial numbered variations off of that. Um, and, and we know that the rookie card product is the most liquid, right? It's, it's most liquid, but there's cards from all years that are highly collectible, highly sought after. And, and you want to think like a collector when you're investing to flip these cards because you want to turn around. And in a lot of cases, you're selling these cards at, for a profit to collectors. So that's why it's important to think like that. If you, but if you go back, Carter, and I've got a, a 2020 Prism comparison chart here pulled up between the five relevant 2020 QBs and looking at their Prism PSA 10, you know, the base Prism, but in that PSA 10 grade. And you can go back to the beginning of season and see how Justin Herbert and in the blue line came in valued higher than all of them. But then as the season went on and, and based on the, the performance and the team scenario, how Joe Burrow just took took over and took off, man. Um, and even Jalen Hurts had these spikes and these uh, these little peaks and valleys. And right now, currently, Jalen Hurts is on average more than Justin Herbert's Prism PSA 10, 150 to 137. And Tua, who came in pretty hot, man, and, and stayed there, is now the lowest of the low underneath Jordan Love. Yeah, and it just comes down to your opinion of of Justin Herbert. Uh, David, I almost read this as Davis Mills. Welcome, uh, David Mills. Herbert had bad coaching, almost no offensive weapons. Is cheaper than Joey B. Ergo should potentially have more upside. Yeah, if you think, if you if you truly do believe Herbert has better tools than Joe Burrow. And a lot of people do. Um, yeah, if you if you want to make an upside play, as Chad mentions, buy and hold for three years, 
you go for it. Um, but, you know, with Kellen Moore now there, you expect uh, the offense to be better. I think the Chargers should draft a, a Quentin Johnson or someone like that to get younger at wide receiver. Then, yeah, you, you could see Herbie going out there and, and wheeling and dealing. But uh, we shall see what happens there. Now, uh, we'll get back to uh, some more viewer questions here in just a second. But I do want to quickly shout out the football card Patreon. We get a bunch of first-timer questions here all the time. One of the best things you can do is pay the seven-ish dollars a month, Andy, and, and join our huge Patreon community. Absolutely, man. You get all the benefits that uh, comes along with it. Like you, you mentioned the Discord and uh, the conversations in there with all the other, you know, collectors, hobbyists, investors, flippers. I mean, guys are really sharp guys. Some guys that are really better, <laughs> a lot better at the uh, the flipping investing aspect than, than myself, you know. So um, it's awesome, man. It's a, it's a great community. It's growing. It's strong. And uh, we'd love to uh, invite anybody. That it's it's the best way to accelerate your learning curve for sure and um, and be a part of a fun community. Patreon.com slash football cards is where you can get it, and it's linked down below. Now, Andy, we are still waiting on some massive, massive announcements um, in the world of football. Obviously, the two biggest, Lamar Jackson, uh, where will he play? next season and we're still waiting for the actual Aaron Rodgers news to be official. So obviously, you know, those are the two biggest stories out there, but it is very interesting. You know, you see this Mac Jones thing uh, get out into the atmosphere. Um, anytime a quarterback goes to a new team, Andy, uh, there, there is a little bit of a, a push or a spike normally. So uh, it, what are your thoughts on all these rumors out there in the atmosphere well i, I tell you man there's going to be there's going to be massive um massive effects in the football card market and i think the latest from i say is like be prepared for you know the second round for the jets the second round picks of the jets to actually seal the deal for uh aaron Rodgers trade so we may not get official news on that till draft night so that means at that time rogers cards are spiking jordan loves cards are spiking probably even more so being on the Packers and being the younger guy there and, and the FOMO or fear of missing out is so huge. So I think that even though the Patriots are likely going to be in the market for a quarterback, if they are trading Mac Jones, because Bill Belichick is pissed that Mac was like seeking outside help because he was being coached by uh, Matt Patricia. It's like, like this, you know, they had like no offensive, uh, real offensive play calling. And so apparently, yeah, Mac Jones has been shopped and he's on the trade block. And if he moves, people are going to go crazy once again for Bailey Zappi. They're already buying him at a, yeah. a decent clip, not obviously as much as Purdy or Pickett, but they're buying his cards. And there's potential, though, for Bailey Zappi's cards to go up even more, even though the Patriots might immediately draft a guy like they might draft a quarterback so you might have like this tiny spike in bailey zappy that you want to capitalize on so it's like important to have them listed and ready to go um and then of course you know teams drafting the other first round quarterback guys and and what happens to those skill position players and right now we're in a perfect little lull where it's not a lot of news baseball just started up so you have attention being taken away from football cards and obviously sold transactions are still happening on a daily basis but 
this is an opportunity to hunt those auctions that breakers, dealers still have to end on a weekly basis to make ends meet. They're going to end those auctions regardless if the draft is happening or it's the first week of kickoff. There's auctions ending every week that um, we can capitalize on and make a nice profit, you know, turn around and selling those in a buy it now uh, for the draft. I think this next week is a good time. And this was actually going to be my hobby tip of the week, but I, I'm just going to go in and actually this is going to be my play of the week, just auctions in general. Right now there is a lot going on. There is a lot going on and football isn't the center of everything right now. Okay. You had, you know, a record-setting women's Final Four. I just wanted to get that in there. Go freaking Tigers. The LSU are the national champions. Um, and I was in Dallas uh, for the first Final Four game. Uh, you got the Masters coming up. You just had, you know, crazy March Madness tournament. NBA playoffs are around the corner, as you just mentioned, Andy. Baseball is really hot. Baseball cards, um, a lot of great young prospects out there. And we're still, you know, a few weeks away from the draft. So I totally agree with you. I, I have seen some interesting auctions uh, as of late. I, I'm all in on, w- with you on this, Andy, uh, as far as targeting, because we're very distracted. Big news happening around the world right now as well. Uh, so be on uh, be on the lookout there. Trey Lance, you know, I, I could see – that being a play right there, considering all the pro Purdy smoke uh, that, that we've been hearing pro and, and to the point, Andy, Sam freaking Darnold is getting gassed up. Sam. Oh yeah. Darnold is getting gassed up in 2023. Huh? I never thought I'd buy another Sam Darnold rookie card uh, after he signed with the Panthers and I cashed out. Um, but here I am. I tried to snipe one last week, a rookie ticket auto that was closing for like 40 or 50 bucks. And I'm like, holy crap. I mean, this is this is a, a fraction of the cost of what the Baker Mayfields are going for. And even the Bakers, you know, going to Tampa and battling out against Kyle Trask. The Sam Darnold hype is real, guys. And I think he could spike in September. And I think there's a good chance that the 49ers could trade Trey Lance this offseason, as they've already come out and said multiple times that Purdy is their guy. Darnold's brought in to be the bridge. Like, where where's the room for Trey Lance? Go ahead and recoup what you can for him, right? And and move him. Uh, so, uh, I feel like that Paul Rudd meme from Hot Ones. Look at us. Look at us with our Sam Darnold rookies. Ah. One thing about Sam, okay. Jordan Palmer is his personal quarterback coach, right? Palmer trains all the best of them. And he stumps so hard for Sam. He was with the Jets uh, during the Adam Gase years. And he was with the Carolina Panthers during the uh, the Matt Rule years. So you could argue he has been in just pure disaster situations. Now he's in San Francisco, back on the West Coast where he's from. Sam Darnold is not great. He is not great at all. But Kyle Shanahan could put a lipstick on a pig, and I'll date it, right? (laughs) He can make a quarterback look great. So, I mean, we we shall see if if Sam uh, has another push. Because just a few – Andy, you remember the Carolina Panthers' uh, Sam Darnold spike uh, from a few years ago when he was beating the the David Culley Texans – 
there, there was there was some serious steam with Darnold. Oh man, yeah, he spiked so big. The, the Panthers came out, started that season three and zero. Sam was rushing in touchdowns. He was throwing touchdowns. I, I mean, he didn't melt down until I think it was like they played the Cowboys and and they played like a real defense, and he got totally just lit up and you know fell apart and it was downhill from there but um yeah he started that season really strong i sold uh like really like almost tripled my money i think on on the cards i had and i think we're in a situation where he's in the right offensive scenario where you can possibly do that again in september it's like i'm not we're not advocating this to be any type of long-term hold this is capitalize on some news and some initial season hype with him as the starter, you know, handing it off to Christian McCaffrey and throwing it to George Kittle over the middle or Debo Samuel, you know, on the flat or Brandon Ayuk. It's like the the weapons and the offensive line and everything there is just incredible. Uh, the coaching scenario, I mean, just capitalize on that initial hype and uh, and sell them, you know. Uh, uh, uh. Now, once again, we are not saying hold long-term Sam Darnold. Once again, these are very quick flip kind of things, but I mean – any quarterback under Shanahan oftentimes work. I mean, he made people somewhat believe in Nick freaking Mullins. Uh, so, yeah. Andy, let's scroll up here uh, to Justice uh, Tyrone. Uh, I pulled a Ty Simpson gold auto college out of 75. I like Oof. that. Five-star quarterback with the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's where it gets very interesting. Um I'm not sure if Ty's going to be the starter next year. They have Jalen Milrow uh, there. Welcome to the channel, by the way, Justice. Uh, but yeah, Ty's a former five-star, and if he gets his opportunity to play with the Alabama system that they have, uh, he has a chance to be good. He's also got some dual-threat capabilities, but I am also want to point out this comment because I have been targeting some quarterbacks' gold-numbered auto cards. They are they're going for something, right? Once again, it goes back to uh, the Bowman uh, Bowman U thing. Lots of numbered cards, lots of autos. They are sticker autos, but they're still autos. So uh, it's very interesting stuff. So welcome to the channel, Justice. Good to see you. Um, and uh, there you go. Hector says he still thinks Trey Lance will be real good. Andy? Hey, and, and that's what I'm counting on. That's what I'm counting on because I want to sell my Trey Lance cards on the news. So, Hector, whether he is, in fact, uh, going to pan out in the NFL or not, at this point, I am not going to try and uh, extend my investments that far to see if he will actually go out and exceed expectations on the field. I am looking to, at this point, sell based on trade news that he goes somewhere where he can get a starting opportunity hopefully on a big market. Maybe, you know, maybe something will happen to where Mac Jones is is traded uh, for a Trey Lance and Trey Lance goes to the Patriots. I'm sure Derek Richard would love that. And, and you know, Patriots fans may go crazy. And at that time, I'm selling. I'm out, man. I'm cashing out. So that's why I'm actually looking to buy some Trey Lance now in the hopes that they trade him this this offseason if not he's still super young and there is this potential a lot of people out there still think he can be real good and uh so you've got a lot of future hype spikes to capitalize on in in terms of selling him you want to know the weirdest thing about trey lance is he has hardly played like at all like in college 
you you want to know how many games he played in 20 or do you know how many games he played in 2020 Andy in college 2020 in college no no I don't I I know it wasn't a ton but it was a North COVID Dakota, shortened year so they played one game one game <laughs> one all right so he did start the year before but out of any quarterback with this much hype he has played the fewest games so he then gets hurt uh once again it wasn't anyone's fault he got his ankle rolled up on by uh, i think it was seattle uh so this gets into something that is very big in cards right as far as like hype cycles and spikes in prices it's the unknown right we don't know what Trey lance really looks like we have very little college film and that college film is with the premier program, North Dakota State, at the Division II level. And we have very little NFL stuff on him. And that's what makes this entire situation interesting with Trey because there's just, you know, not a huge sample, right? Same thing's true with Anthony Richardson to a certain degree. He has started one year. And the year before, he was, you know, trading snaps with, uh, with another – uh, quarterback so it is uh it, it is very interesting and i i agree with you andy i think a lot of people are ready to unload uh their trey lance cards so there you have it now andy into hobby tip of the week we'll get to a few more comments in just a second but i'm gonna let you go first yeah mine's about the ebay phone app so I had a card that I just had to print out the, the mail. It's actually a Joe Burrow uh, Donruss canvas rated rookie. So it's basically the Donruss short print version, kind of like the Optic Hollow is for the base optic. The Donruss canvas is that for base Donruss rated rookie. So just to give you an example, I pulled up a little bit earlier. This is all promise. I promise this all ties into my hobby tip of the week. Uh, you can cool. see that the the – Justin Herbert actually sold an auction two days ago for $5.50. I sold this same exact card for Joe Burrow and a Buy It Now Carter for guess how much? $25. $40. Wow. $40? <laughs> $40. Plus, I charge $4 for shipping, which okay. the buyer uh, happily paid. And they bought it over the weekend. And I did not get the notification because I'm constantly on eBay on my computer here and my phone app keeps signing me out. So what? I don't know. It's it's an update on the phone app, but I typically will get the notification that something's sold or I've got an offer through my phone app. But lately, the phone app has been signing me out every time I go back into it. So I'm not getting that notification. So I'm lucky that I saw that, you know, today that I had the uh, item to ship out. So it's just a reminder to check your phone app, make sure that it's got you signed in and that you don't need to ship something out uh, and that your items are, are listed correctly because that could happen. And if I don't ship it out by April 6th, the guy can, you know, I can get a strike against me and it's bad customer service. It gives me poor feedback, this and that, especially a guy who paid promptly shipping the whole nine yards i want to get this man his joe burrow like asap dang andy you evolve people what if this guy looks you up and and then he was able to backtrack and be like oh this guy has a whole channel on <laughs> and he get me wedding for my joe it, 
I meant to reveal this now. That person was me. I was a person that bought the card. And I've been sitting here waiting for you to tip it. Huh? 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 Uh, but yeah, I love that hobby tip of the week. So um, I share one a little bit earlier. I'll, I'll bring up uh, another one. Um, if you are getting ready to pay a high amount for any card, especially if it's raw, but just in general, okay, reach out to the seller for the best photos possible, okay? Because if there is a card you really want and it's numbered, okay, and it's an autograph, all these different things, and it's rare, and the photos suck, number one, there might be a reason for that. They're trying to hide a few things. Number two, make sure you always go read the description, but never be afraid to ask for more photos, okay? So, good example, my buddy Dame reached out to me. He doesn't know a whole lot about football cards, and he was like, hey, me and my buddy want to go half on um, a big borough. So, uh, I reached out to the seller. He sent me a few extra photos, Andy, and the, uh, the case was a little scratch, and it was a sealed case, right? So, you know, Obviously, we discussed a few weeks ago a few ways you can get scratches out of one touches. But, you know, if the card is sealed, you can't just go put it in another one touch, right? Because you would have to unseal it. So I reached out to them and they were like, oh, my goodness, thank you. We were about to go in on this card and we wouldn't have liked to see the scratches on the 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 the, the, the one touch. So if you are paying uh, any amount, but really if you are paying for an expensive card, and the photos aren't the best, get the best photos you possibly can. Ask questions. Um, and always remember, you as a buyer will always have more leverage over the seller. So get those extra photos and make sure you know what you are doing. And Hector, to follow up, says, especially when the card is in a mag holder. Absolutely. Um Andy, I, I've seen people be a little bit more lenient with small little scuffs on like a BGS holder or a PSA holder because you do also have the grade aspect of the card. But just in general, you know, you, you would be shocked how many uh, PSA and BGS slabs have huge scuffs on it. And it does take away from the card. So make sure you get those extra photos. One hundred percent, man. And I don't know if you ever run into this, but there's there's certain cards, certain sellers. They sell high volume. They only like to take a picture of the a front of the card, or sometimes it's even just a scan. But if you got a card that's got a serial number on it and it's on the back of the card, like I really want to see that and verify, especially with you know some of the stuff that goes on in the hobby these days. So I've asked some sellers, like, can I get a picture of the back of the card? And they refuse to send it to me. I'm like, well, then fine. You, you already showed me that you're not going uh, to provide me good customer service. So my confidence level in you sending me, like, the card, you know, in good condition, everything just goes down. Like, and I just typically walk away. So I think that's a good, like, gauge, too, on the the ethics and, like, I don't know, potential quality of card you're going to get from a, from a seller. Absolutely. And to Jason's point here, ask for a coin, even better, a coin with their name and uh, with their name and your name on it. Video works wonders, too. So uh, just to uh, break this down even further, a um, a coin 
uh, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Andy, it's just someone writing on a piece of paper the date um, so they can show you that they have the card in your uh, in their possession. So when people say coin a card, they, they're not saying, hey, put a quarter down yeah. or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's what coining means. So if you see someone listing a card with their name and the date on it, that's why uh, they do it. I love that. I love that tip right there from uh, Jason because um, it does add a lot of clarity to if that person actually has a card. Yeah, unique identifier. Like you can in all of my card photos, you can see the little Lenovo logo, like like my laptop, because I kind of rested the card on my laptop. So you can tell that's my card. If it doesn't have a picture like that, then that's not my card. And I think that it's important for a seller to have their stuff look uniform with some type of identifier. Um, like if you're using a photo box, like, you know, the sticky notes or uh, just something unique, like some sellers will put like a little bobblehead or something behind their cards. It's like, you know, it's them. It's like their, their tagline, their, you know, so, you know, that card was the picture was taken authentic from that seller the worst, the most sketchy thing you can find on eBay is like a screenshot. It's like clearly wow. this guy posted a screenshot from his cell phone of an actual photo of a card. Like that's that's so sketchy, man. There's nothing more sketchy than that. Express Breaks has been killing it in the comment section. I always take photos of my cards with no sleeve or top loader in an open one touch front and back. There you go. Once again, the more transparent you are, don't. Uh, you know, my buddy Mint does a really good job of this. If there if there is a scuff on the card, let people know in the description. Just just do it. Um, maybe they see it, maybe they don't. Maybe you can get away with it, but it, it it's just one of those things. Let people know up front what is wrong with, uh, or if there are defects on the card. Really good question here, Andy from Messiah MVP. Okay. Does a small crack on my BGS slab lower the value on my card if it doesn't appear to be affecting the actual card? I have a Jimmy G tops numbered auto in a BGS slab with a small crack in it. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go first, Andy. Well, I would I would definitely notate it in the description. I think in in with some uh prospects like some prospective buyers they are going to devalue it based on the crack because again cards are all about aesthetics and someone's going to put that slab on their wall that little crack may drive them absolutely crazy so there are people out there that just won't buy it because it's got the crack there's other people that aren't going to care they're really more after the card and the player on it uh so and and then the grade is just like kind of a nice bonus so they're not going to care. And then there's other people that are going to impulsively buy that card because they're trying to flip Jimmy G um, and they're not going to look at the, the crack either. So I think it, it does, it does devalue the card a little bit, but at the same time, I think there's still a lot of opportunity for you to sell that at like good face value for one without a crack, just because of people's um, there's a lot of people out there that have a lack of attention to detail. Yeah, so for me, I it cost me a thousand dollars. I bought a Kobe PSA nine at the height of uh, Kobe is ninety six rookie, and obviously those cards are a dime a dozen now. I got it in the mail. I dropped it. It cracked. Sent it back to PSA. Took me a year to get the card back. And I'm not a huge like just like NBA card guy in general. I love the NBA. Love basketball. 
I, I I got it back and you know the value just wasn't there anymore. So yeah, I mean cracking it, uh it getting a crack or a chip does hurt people. But you know, with Jimmy G, um it is a little bit different once again. It depends like how rare it actually is and if it's worth your time getting it reholdered and the reholdered fee and then you getting it back and what's the turnaround is going to be especially now jimmy g's got the new quarterback hype with the the raiders it just it just depends what you're in for it um and in the situation uh but no, normally just go get it you know reholder because most people don't want to spend money on a cracked uh slab they 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 just don't so uh, it, it just depends on the situation. And it, look, something else, Andy, if you are going to have a huge card, right? I consider a huge card is a card that is four figures or more. So $1,000 or more, okay? Be careful, all right? Get a slab mag, get um, wrap it with something or whatever, because it, it could get very costly if you drop it. So, you know, there are things you could protect your slabs with. There are also vaults where you don't even need to see your slabs or whatever. So if you are nervous with that stuff, maybe you shouldn't just have it at all. Uh, but I, I do agree with you, Andy. I mean, people just don't want cracked slabs. So um, there you go. Now, Andy, it is time for play of the mother freaking Week, baby. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. Is that is that okay with you? Okay. I I'm a Garrett Wilson believer. I just am. I I just truly think that this guy uh, can really freaking play. Now, is he a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson level? Will he reach that with potentially Aaron Rodgers coming over? I don't know, but I gone back and just rewatched him and he looks kind of like Justin Jefferson. So um, once again, his stuff is still, you know, relatively high, you know, the New York media market and him being from Ohio state, being a former five-star recruit. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with him, but he's an interesting guy, good interview, a very affable guy. So I, I do think Garrett Wilson will be a no doubt pro bowler, uh, going into uh, next year. So I, I think he goes to the moon this next year. So, um, yeah, you know, once again, if, if you're buying receivers, you, you want him to join that top five tier. Uh, it's tough in the AFC. Devontae Adams is still there. Tyreek Hill is still there. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. It's a loaded position, and only four can make it to the Pro Bowl. And we're not even talking about Jalen Waddle. We're not even talking about uh, Deontay Johnson, Pickens, uh, Rashad Bateman's coming back. So the AFC is loaded with wide receivers. I think Garrett's really good. So just be on the lookout uh, for him. And if, if you do have to pay a little premium, I do think it's worth it. I do think he's going to be a very, very good football player. Yeah, and I've looked at the current um, ADP of Garrett Wilson. He's not a first-rounder. Like a lot in a lot of these uh, underdog fantasy best ball drafts, these big board drafts, these uh, way too early fantasy football drafts for 2023. He's falling to like the third, the third round in a lot of cases. So he's got upward potential. You're paying a pretty, like you're paying a, a pretty good premium on his really nice rookie cards. 
because of the current situation. But I mean, there's there's um, there's a case to be made that those absolutely go up after a like top three finish with you know potentially Aaron Rodgers or likely Aaron Rodgers. So um, I think it's I think that's a really like safe play. I like I mean it's a good play. Yeah, and to Hector's point. Aaron's a guy, so, you know, Lazard's coming over and, you know, Aaron might force it to his guys. That's that's just who Aaron is. But I also think Garrett Wilson's personality is going to mesh well uh, with, with him. I, I don't think Garrett just is a diva. Also, uh, he did tweet a lot of support uh, for, for Aaron during this process. Uh, so, but yeah, you know, once again, if for some reason Aaron doesn't sign with the jets, then you're, you're kind of needing to bank on that. That's part of, you know, that's part of what's being priced into some of Garrett's stuff right now, but I think it will happen. And I, I do think Garrett Wilson takes that, uh, that second year leap that we have seen other wide receivers take. So Andy, your play of the week is. So this week I'm going with a tight end. I'm going back to a team that a lot of people haven't been talking about because they made one of the early blockbuster trades, and that is the Chicago Bears. And my play of the week is Cole Komet, the tight end. So um, there's not been a lot of talk about this guy, and it's it's for a few reasons, right? You have a really deep uh, 2023 rookie tight end class. You also have a lot of the focus for the Bears on DJ Moore that they recently acquired in a blockbuster trade with the number one overall pick with the Panthers. And uh, obviously there's a lot of buzz constantly around Justin Fields after how he finished his season last year. But Cole Komet, you know, he played behind he's – he's a second-round pick out of Notre Dame. He played behind Jimmy Graham on like a, a middling, sputtering Bears offense his first two years. Nothing really changed in 2020 or 2021, 2022. Um, at, in the beginning of the season, they really struggled to get going. But once uh, once they started changing the game plan in Chicago to be a lot more like the Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens offense in Baltimore, Cole Komet started putting up points. I mean, the guy had he had uh, a tight end eight finish overall, and he put up 10 or more fantasy points in five of his last nine games in in 2022 and right now there's just not a lot of buzz about this guy and you can get him dirt cheap right now and he's got the potential this whole offense for chicago has got the potential to exceed expectations in 2023 and cole Komet could be like a, he could put, put up double digit touchdowns easy you know like with with all the weapons they have and the ability to for him to be a big body receiving tight end who actually had pretty good run blocking grades from PFF last year too. Uh, I think Cole Komet is a really uh, solid sleeper tight end to target, and he's on a massive market team, Carter. I do want to include one little fact here. I I I, I like your Cole Komet play. Shout out to our buddy Brad Nolan, the president of the Cole Komet fan club here on the Football Card Quest. One quick thing. I know, Andy, you still are a believer in Michael Pittman Jr. Um, Scott Smith, friend of the channel, uh, one of the most accurate uh, fantasy football predictors, one of the most accurate mock drafters, uh, just tweeted this out, that the Colts are now favorites to draft Will Levis, um, number four overall. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um 
I don't know if that excites you uh, for our Colts fans uh, that that watch this channel. Jonathan Taylor Cards shot is uh, currently not watching with us. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, Will Levis, I mean, he's one of the more pro ready guys. He's like a, a big body quarterback is nothing special though. I, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, as much about his college career as you do from uh, right. Kentucky, but like player profilers got his best comparable player, Jay Cutler. <laughs> um, and I mean, I don't, I, I mean, this is going to be more if they draft Will Levis at four, this is going to be more of a, a competition for Gardner Minshew heading into the season, which he could likely win out that job. And I think regardless of, of who they bring in, like you still have an upgrade in Gardner Minshew over, you know, Matt Ryan, who should have retired before last year. So, um, you know, I, I think that there is upward potential for Michael Pittman who had a top 10 win rate against man coverage. I mean, he's on the field 100% of the time. This guy is a bona fide alpha stud and now there's vacated targets with the departure of Paris Campbell. I mean, it's just the guy is Michael Pittman's an absolute stud. He's in the right age category. Like he is prime for a monster breakout year. Will Levis doesn't get me super excited, but I still think even with Gardner Minshew, Michael Pittman could have a 14, 1500 receiving yard season with Gardner Minshew. All right, let's go straight to basic wholesale cards. We do have a Colts fan watching right now. God, I hope we don't draft Levis. I could be eating my words long-term, but yeah. So um, I watch a lot of Will Levis in college. A few things. Uh, SEC sack record, uh, him and Jaden Daniels this year for, for uh, LSU – set a record for sacks and they took different types of sacks. So Jaden is uh, a guy that likes to scramble a lot. So he took a lot of sacks, like one yard sack, two yard sacks. Will Levis took a lot of bad sacks, a lot of them. Um, you know, I think people overrate his running ability to a certain degree, but I got to be honest, his arm is special. Like I'm not just saying he has a big arm, Andy mechanically. He has a, relatively quick release especially if you just watch him throw against air when his front foot hits the ground the ball's coming out so he's he's got some real arm talent uh as good an arm talent once he steps foot in the league his arm is a top five arm in the nfl that's how live his arm is but processing and all of that look he had Liam Cohen at his, as his OC in 2021, who went to the Rams. Now he's back at Kentucky. And then this past year, his OC, Scraggs, Rich Scrangello, uh, they call him Scraggs in the coaching community, just wasn't good. Uh, he was very predictable. They didn't have Chris Rodriguez for a good point of the season. Their offensive line wasn't as good as it was from the year before. I I just don't see it here with, with, with Will. Um, but – I'm telling you, if it does hit, the upside is obviously pretty daggum special. So, yeah, I, I am out on uh, Will Levis at this point. But throwing mechanics-wise and just his arm, it is spectacular. And it is a beautiful thing to watch. And I can see how people fall in love with it. But, Andy, I'm about to give you the real reason why Will Levis is going to suck in the NFL. Okay? Are you sure you want to know the real reason? Oh, I, I I want the truth, man. I got to hear the truth. He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. What? Mayonnaise in his coffee? Yeah, mayonnaise 
in his coffee. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't have that guy leading my franchise. I, I, I can't. Like, the locker room is going to turn on him when he walks into a, a, a team meeting and he gets out the freaking Dukes or Hellman's or whatever and just squirts that crap in there. That thickness. Oh, my God. I, I, I don't judge people in their food things, but that is just you, – you, you can't do that, man. I can't, I can't put my hard-earned football card bankroll on, 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 on that type of thing. <laughs> no. No, but I will invest in, in Michael Pittman Jr. Regardless of what happens here in the draft, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if, if they do get a quarterback – you know, and I do think yeah. there'll be an immediate little hype spike for Michael Pittman. But ultimately, he he's a guy that at the current prices and expectations heading into September, he could just outperform and exceed those expectations and go out and have a top five wide receiver season. The 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 potential's there. Um, let's just hope that they can get a quarterback in place that can and help him realize that potential. Plus, he's got a massive YouTube channel. Like, you can go to his YouTube channel with his wife, and they've got, like, I think close to a million subscribers now. And his dad's a famous football player, played for the Bucks in the uh, in the early 2000s. And so you got to think of the grapefruit-sized biceps there. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, the guy's got a lot of, like, fame off the field. And on on the field, he's got a ton of potential. So I think he makes for a really good play. Uh, Derek Richards in here. So here's what we'll do, Andy. Next week, all right. Next week, Tuesday, April 11th. Did I'm doing that right? April 11th. We're gonna rip Derek Richards' hobby box on here. Let's do it. So next That's week, that works out. It's it's if Derek is able to be here, so he's gonna get to have the final say. Once again, I'm a big Bowman U guy. I'm a big Tops guy. So uh, uh, there you go. Let's get to a few more, uh, Andy, before we do have to skedaddle. Um, everybody, welcome Lance Mason to the channel. I have all kinds of old magazine cards, etc. What is the best place for prices and to sell? Once again, if you are new, uh, just list them on eBay. All right. Um mm -hmm. That's 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 the best thing to do, and if you just absolutely just want to get rid of them, just do ninety nine cent auctions and start it Sunday night at seven p.m. and just let it ride. Uh, but if you have a local card shop and you just want to get cash or a local card show and you just want to unload it, go do it. Go ju just go if you don't want to go through all of that, go do it. Just understand. If you're dealing with a very experienced dealer or whatever, they be ready to sell way under comps, right? Um, you know, Andy, one of my biggest uh, flips per se was I was at a card shop and a guy brought in a bunch of rare LSU uniform autos that they were just trying to give away. And the, the guy brought in, I still have the box somewhere here. He brought it in just this big box and it was like one of those usps like flat rate things so he asked the owner of the shop and the owner said no i don't, I don't want him so then they they said sell it to this guy he's a collector for it i looked at him and it was a lot there was a lot in there um and he was like i'm just trying to get it name your price 
I said 40 bucks and he said, okay, send it over. And, you know, just based on sales and giveaways and all of that, I probably quadrupled, you know, what was in there for, for that at minimum. So, you know, whenever you're selling, uh, understand if you just got a bunch of stuff and you just want to get rid of it, Andy, uh, go to a show, you can get cash. You don't have to deal with it. Uh, but at the same time, people just aren't going to give you the direct comps that they'll see on eBay if they're paying you cash right then and there. Yeah, you know, when someone takes the time to pack up their cards and like drive to a destination with the cards, bring them out, there's a high likelihood that they're going to walk away taking a lot less than they had hoped for, but they're going to walk away with something, right? Because they went through all that effort to actually travel and bring these cards to a destination versus listing them from the comfort of their own home. And, uh, you know, so I, I think from that perspective, like card shows and stuff like that, from a buying perspective, you can probably get some pretty good deals uh, from people. I think the other, the other thing that lance could do here is look at a consignment service like look at um big boyd sports cards or dc sports 87 or some of these other consignments that sell a lot of cards on ebay because they have the the big reputation um they have a lot of people that follow them and look at their new listings and they take a, a percentage of the profits as their their fee their overhead for selling your stuff so if you have no feedback on your ebay account um, it, you're going to get a lot less money for your stuff because you just don't have a reputation. You have no eBay reputation. People are going to be kind of sketched out. There's some people that are going to avoid you altogether. But if you use a consignment service that has this big reputation, the social media following, this, et cetera, et cetera, they, they've got the analytics down around when to end your, their auctions and the, how to take photos and all this, um, you know, it could be worth your while to send them all your stuff and let them do all of that legwork and and them take their little cut and you sold your stuff. Yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, whenever you bring up Will Levis, people are going to bring up Anthony Richardson. We we touched on him a little bit earlier, Andy. Um, a lot like Will Levis, physically, you know, dominant quarterback. Um, unlike Will Levis, um, Anthony Richardson truly is an elite runner. He is a Jalen Hurts um, level runner, very similar in in how they run. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be Jalen Hurts because Jalen played a lot of college football. Anthony Richardson only has one full year as a starter, and that year featured an under 60% completion percentage and uh, a, a six and seven record or six and six record when he was a starter. Um, his film looks amazing. If you go look at like the 20 best clips of each of these quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson's is by far the best of any quarterback in this class. Um, his best is truly spectacular to watch. And if you're drafting purely on ceiling or if you're drafting on who the next Josh Allen is going to be, uh, that is who that guy would be. It would be Anthony Richardson. But once again, only one full year as a starter. So uh, I think Indy would be a good fit for him, you know, learning behind uh, Gardner Minshew, who's been in the league uh, for a good little bit. But so much of the Sandy is, is just going to be where you land uh, when it comes to these starting quarterbacks. Yeah, man, I've, I've seen his, his raw tools are just off the charts and, you know, including the breaking a couple records at the combine. So, 
It's exciting, man. And, you know, it's always about the FOMO, like what could be, you know, people get so excited about what could be, even though it's a very slim possibility that he's going to turn out like a Josh Allen, like the leap that Josh Allen took from year two to year three does not happen for most players. Like most, most of these guys like Trey Lance, like it's, it's an uphill battle, man. It's going to be really hard for Trey Lance to take that next step in becoming a competent NFL quarterback that can demonstrate consistency at a, at a high level, you know, not just one preseason game, you know, or so, and that's why, in my opinion, it's so important that if you really aren't, don't have a lot of like personal collection value to the rookie cards of some of these speculative quarterbacks, you flip them based on the news, man, you, you take right. it because you compare it to like a, like a stock or something, you know, doubling your money on a stock is pretty, pretty insane. Like it's pretty impressive. Like it doesn't ha- happen very often at all. So if you could even get 50%, 30% on uh profit on your um, let's, let's use Will Levy's for example, or Anthony Richardson, then, or Trey Lance this off season, then I would absolutely take it because that's a really good ROI. And you make a really good point there with Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. I see people bringing up Jamarcus Russell. I'm a huge Jade Russ fan for plenty of obvious reasons, including, you know, the LSU thing. But let's just say Jamarcus Russell was coming out and he flamed out and I bought his rookie cards and all that stuff. I'm okay with it because guess what? I got cards of, you know, one of my favorite players. I mean, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, I mean, this could blow up. It very well could. Both those guys very well could fail. There are a lot of things uh, that they struggle with, accuracy being one of them. They are really good, Andy, at air mailing receivers. I mean, really good at it. Um, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, they they're not uh, they don't do that as often. So, um, so there you go. But you, you make a good point. Like if Jay Russ was coming out, I'd be buying his stuff. So. It, at high prices, and that would have blown up in my face. So be it. I got Jay Russ cards. I love the guy. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so there you go. And also, Anthony Richardson, uh, as Hector brings up, is a very fantasy relevant quarterback. Very mm. fantasy relevant quarterback. So, uh, so there you go. I also think if he played tight end, he would be like the next Antonio Gates as well. Like he is that <laughs> he is that freak of an athlete. So. Um. Uh, so there you go. Do you want to take one more, Andy, uh, before before we get out of here? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's take one more. Let's go to BCJ, a big-time supporter of, the, of, of what we do here. Do you see Jalen Hurts' cards reaching the price of Josh Allen, or at, even though his cards are coming back down to reality? Man, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be take a Super Bowl win at this point because we we've seen it you know we've seen him have uh, he's got MVP votes you know we saw him have almost an undefeated season uh, he played in, incredible in the Super Bowl except for that one fumble um, overall though he played incredible and still his cards are just you know just barely cresting that of of Justin Herbert and only in certain and only in certain sets and only on certain cards like the rookie ticket auto there's still a massive disparity the Jalen Hurts about you know 600 on average the Justin Herbert still well above a thousand dollars probably closer to two thousand dollars on average so there's still um, a big disparity there and especially Josh Allen who has you know 
a fraction of the the cards from 2018 that these guys have from 2020. So I don't, I don't, unless there's a massive regression from Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts goes out and makes another strong MVP um, case in 2023. Um, you know, I think it's got a lot to do with how good everybody is on the Eagles and also um, the fact that he is a rushing quarterback. It's yeah. just, you know, there's a little, I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a difference there. So, yeah, I, I think Jalen's really good. I, I do. And once again, coming from LSU guys saying, it, Andy, as you know, I still get messages about my Tua comments last year. I think Jalen's really good. Like, I, I don't just think it's system. I don't just think it's because he has the best, one of the best coaches, one of the best GMs. One of the best centers, one of the best offensive lines, one of the best set of receivers. I just honestly think he's just good. I, I think it's more than just his situation. Like, do I think he's like Burrow good? No, but I I, th- I think Jalen is in that next tier right below Josh Allen. I think he's firmly a top 10 quarterback who is still young, says and does all the right things, is very exciting to watch, will win you your fantasy league. Uh, I, I just love Jalen Hurts. I really, really, really do. So um, uh, will it reach Josh Allen prices? I mean, I, I, I don't know. But you do begin to wonder, for those that spent as much as they have spent on Josh Allen cards, like you said, Andy, those prices baked in Super Bowls and MVPs and all of that. And Josh Allen doesn't have that. Uh, at, at this point in his career, he's got one AFC championship appearance. So it is uh, it's very, very, very interesting. And, and BCJ continues here select rookie card for a Kobe Bowman Beckett nine. I don't find the select number cards hold as much value as they should. People will pay more for a silver. Interesting. Yeah, it goes back to aesthetics, and there's certain select inserts like the select certified silver inserts that just have never. Um, even though some people really like them, I really like the design of them. some people though, in terms of like the hobby as a whole, it really hasn't like picked up steam for that card to really, uh, jump out in value. And a lot of people have devalued select, especially from 2020 because of the, the retail release portion of it. And this is them printing a lot more of it. So yeah, that's a tricky year of select to invest in. Yeah. Uh, here's what we'll do. We want people to join the Patreon. Like I, I'm in it. I, I'm very happy to be in it. And I wouldn't be able to know what I know about cards if it wasn't for the David Hunters of the world in there. So come join Chad and 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 Andy and Derek Richard and a few other people that you see in the chat here. And here's what we're gonna do. Next person that signs up for the uh, the almost a PHL Patreon for the football card quest uh, Patreon. Uh, I will do a one-on-one consultation. Any football card question that you have, I will answer it. Right? We'll hang out 15, 20 minutes. We'll talk about how great Joe Burrow is or whatever you want to talk about. Next person that signs up, we'll do it. Okay, how about that, Andy? Is that okay? Is that is that okay if I, if I, if I put myself out there? I want this thing to grow. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. I, I love it. Yeah, I've got a one-on-one consultation with a, a patron tomorrow night. Uh, I'm looking forward to and uh, yeah, I, I help guys comp out cards, price cards, yeah. um, like kind of go through their portfolio and help strategize with them and uh, get down in the weeds with them. So 
Um, yeah, man, I look forward to it. It's a blast. Yeah, and uh, I, I actually, you know, I, I agree with what uh, TW has to say here. Black QBs have to do two-time what – it's just true. I mean, Jalen Hurts had the best Super Bowl performance in a losing effort in quite some time, at least since when Tom Brady threw for, you know, 500 yards. I, I And once again, you know, to the contrary to that, Jalen Hurts' prices, as you showed earlier, Andy – for the PSA 10 base is, has gone higher than Herbert, but I, 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 I do agree with this to uh, a certain extent. Now I will also say that uh, we, we got to see where Lamar's going to go. And I still believe if Lamar goes to an NFC team, watch out. I think his cards can do some crazy things. Um, and I, I, w- I want to ask you this, Andy, I, I, let's just say Lamar Jackson goes to the NFC. And let's just say he goes to the Lions, which have a good coach, very open and winnable division. Man, I I I I think what 1.5x, 2x some of his some of his higher end stuff. Whew. Don't don't start with the Jared Goff blasphemy now, man. The, Jared. <laughs> don't start. We're gonna start getting a riot over here in the chat. We you know. Uh, but no, seriously, he would. Uh, he really would. Um, Lamar Jackson could could land in a variety of spots that would be a big immediate boost. Not, I do think there may be some uh, some like I don't know. There there may be some element of like racial issue with the values of some of these cards like i agree with you guys because there's no explanation for why hertz cards didn't get to at least the values of uh justin herbert you know um after the last off season that he had the last uh postseason and everything so you know i get it that there's there's an element of like being a rushing quarterback but yeah, josh allen's a rushing quarterback justin herbert's a rushing quarterback you know he 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 can run. They can, all these guys. There's a lot of guys that can run. Patrick Mahomes can rush the ball pretty well too. Um, and you know, obviously, there's differences in each one of their storylines that have an effect on their values. And there's, you know, but I I do think that there may be something to this to this comment to what you just alluded to. So yeah, and look, I my favorite quarterback growing up was Steve McNair. I I was a huge huge Air McNair and. And we've done this a lot on the show. Dante Culpepper, baby. Let's go, baby. Go all the way. And the, the history of the black quarterback, whether it be Campbell, shout out Louisiana, shout out Jaguar Nation, uh, going all the way back to Fritz Pollard. Uh, there, there's so much history with that. So it is, in, it is interesting that some of the best quarterback prospects of the recent you know future – uh, is Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, uh, CJ Stroud. So, uh, so yeah, it, I, I do, I do find it interesting. I know we're at the end of this, but you know, I, I've also seen an increase in black collectors. Uh, so, uh, that's obviously something as well, because a big part of the sports card community is, is Caucasian. It, it just is. Um, which is, you know, kind of discouraging for, you know, someone like me, but it's not really that big a deal uh, as well because I do football cards because I love it. So uh, it, 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 it is very interesting. But don't forget, football card Patreon. Join today. You get a one-on-one consultation with me. 
you're in there with Derek Richard, you're in there with Andy, and you get access, you saw the Keep'em uh, software a minute ago, I believe you should join just for that, right? You get access to that, or you get data and all that good stuff, so there you go. Andy, yeah, it'll be man. really interesting to see, not to interrupt uh, our right. outro there, Carter, but It'll yeah. be interesting to see what happens because I see like guys talking about talent weigh, all, outweighs all. Look at Vic, uh, Cam Newton. Yeah, I, I just don't know what their rookie card values did at their peak compared to their uh, contemporaries, their peers that, you know, the white quarterbacks in, in the league at that time. So now that we've got guys like Bryce and CJ coming into the league that are these really skilled, uh, more of a pocket passing type of quarterback, right, Carter? So they're 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 more... Um, they're going to be using more of their like finesse versus their rushing abilities. So I, I think it'll be really interesting over the next year to see what happens with these guys' cards uh, compared to the the other quarterbacks in the league if they do make some waves. Yeah, and look, I, I I'll, I'll I'll bring this up as well. Patrick Mahomes is that guy. And he is by far the best quarterback in the NFL, and he's mixed, right? But, uh, but yeah, it's 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 very interesting because, like for instance, uh, I mean, I'm also a huge Warren Moon fan, right? I really enjoyed Warren Moon. My dad was a huge Randall Cunningham fan. Uh, they have got a lot of good autograph patched up from some of the quarterbacks of that era. Uh, that that I have saved searches for. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so much history there, so, so many interesting prospects coming out. I will also say if Anthony Richardson does what some NFL scouts believe he is going to do, and if everything that you think is going to happen to his full capability, he is going to be a mix of Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. But there's more to quarterbacking than just uh, just that, right? But I, I'll say one one final thing, because we had the Anthony Richardson-Will Levis debate. Uh, so, Andy, as you know, I do a lot of film study, so like the X's and O's and all that stuff. There are some things that Anthony Richardson has put on film that is just atrocious, but there are also some things where it's like, okay, he processed this defense through the dig to the backside. It was truly amazing um and just because he was inaccurate because his receivers were really hurt uh this past year and he had a first year coach uh offensive line was very inconsistent this guy can play he can really play if everything hits he is going to be special but there are going to need to be so many different factors and some luck for where he's actually going to go i think the Colts would be a good place to go because you know you you you, you got the new coach there. Uh, he was a really good uh, developer. So, yeah, I mean, ugh, I man, I, I, I have talked myself in and out of Anthony Richardson like 10 different times because I saw what he did versus LSU. His ADR touchdown run versus LSU is still – it it was nuts. So, uh, I don't know. W would you take Richardson or Levis? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Richardson. He's got more elite raw tools with the potential upside that he could develop into like a, a Josh Allen. Yeah, 
I, I would go with that. Plus, he plays for, played for the Gators, so I'm a Gators fan. Oh, that's right. You are you are the. I won't do a Gator chomp. I I I can't I can't do that on here. But no, I I knew it. I shouldn't I shouldn't have done that. But um, but yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see how Kyle Trask does this year. Huh? Uh, but yes, once again, join the Patreon football cards, patreon.com slash football cards. And yeah, baby, next Tuesday, we're opening a Bowman U hobby box right there for Derek Richard. I'm telling you, there's going to be a one of one of some kind in there. I'm calling it. Are you sniffing to see if the one on one, you're sniffing the gold vinyl? Huh? Sniffing it, giving it, giving it a. Mwah, kiss for good luck. There you, there you go, baby. All right, we'll talk. We'll talk to you next week, man. Peace. Peace.